Welcome back to Hour 2 of Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella, our Christmas edition. Audrey, are you still with us? Hey, Audrey, are you still on the phone? Yes. Oh, there she is. Okay. I kept her on. She's making break. those biscochitos. Biscochitos. Well, she's like she's listening to us. In the pozole. I made 40 dozen this year. It's amazing. Just wow. fry bread for some biscochitos. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got donuts. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna share a little story about what you guys were talking about. Um, it was with my daughter when she was about three years old. Yeah, we had go for it. We gone to the zoo here in Albuquerque, and she had never seen a little black baby. And it was the baby was inside a little um, stroller, and she goes up. To, she's real amazed. She loves. She just loves babies and and anything that you know. You know, at three years old. And she comes up she, and she tells and I was so embarrassed because she looks at the baby and she looks and she kisses and she goes, oh, what a cute puppy. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, a puppy. <laughs> and the mom looked at me and we both like smiled at each other because we, we knew it was like they're ki- little kids. You know what I mean? It's not a racist thing or anything else, but she had never seen a black little baby. And well, you know, little it, kids it don't have filters so much. So they just innocent. say what they see. Yeah, and and it was bundled up, and all you could see was this little face, you know, and it, it looked, you know, with the little eyes and dark, and and she just, she that's what came out of her mouth, and I was just, like, so embarrassed, because I looked at the mom, like, oh, God, this lady's <laughs> going to think we're, <laughs> we're racist or something, and the mom did, and she goes, oh, no, she goes, no worries, she goes, they're, they're kids, you know, and <laughs> it, it, it was just okay, but that's where, you know, people do get offended on on stupid stuff and and it's so sad because the innocence of children you know and a lot of things they just you know if they tell you're pretty you're pretty if you're if they tell you're ugly you're ugly (laughs) that's like they're just so honest you know well you know people nowadays they just seem to take uh each other and themselves way too seriously seriously. way too seriously and it's like a lot of these comedians nowadays, they won't go to a college and, and, and perform anymore because it's like, what's the point? These well, people have no sense of humor. I mean, they're so, they're so caught up in, 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 in words, and it's like everything you say to them offends them. And it's like everybody's always offended by everything today, and it's like— And they hold it against you, yes. and, and it's just an, uh, uh, a never-ending battle of you can't even speak your mind now. You can't even have an opinion. You can't even tell the truth because somebody's going to get hurt. So then there is, is just the, the start of censorship, right? Yeah, yeah. And I teach people, you know, we have to speak the truth in love. That's what God says. And I always tell people, I am short. You That's are? not my truth. It's not your <laughs> truth, right? I understand I am short. For So for me for, to get upset when Jason says, gosh, Kareen, you're short. I, I get that all the time, right? I get that all the time. <laughs> you're not a tall person. <laughs> Oh, gosh, Jason, I'm so offended. She's altitude challenged. (laughs) I like that one. You know, but I could either just laugh at it because it is the truth, 
right? Or I can just be mad and angry all the time. And I think that's what's happening in politics and in the world today, right? You point out something that's the truth. Can I give you an example? Of course you in can. In the politic. Yeah, yeah. In, in Sandoval County, we had a meeting last week. And we are uh, we want to pass some Roberts Rules of Order so that we can have fair, objectionable rules of order in our meeting. And a lady gets up there and she says to everybody, well, uh, this we shouldn't do this because Roberts Rules of Order is too hard to learn. (laughs) Now, I'm sitting there trying not to laugh in my seat because she's basically telling everybody that was at the meeting that you're too dumb. To learn Robert's Rules of Order. <laughs> but the kicker is, is that all through the rest of the meeting, she's using a Robert's Rule of Order, order a Robert's Rule of Order motion to stop discussion. On Robert's Rules of On Order. On Robert's Rules of Order that she just, <laughs> I mean. Uh, you, everybody should just say, I'm sorry, I don't understand that. <laughs> I don't understand that. That's what we should that. have done. <laughs> but it's so hilarious, the hypocrisy of some of our own people. And I'm sitting there trying so hard not to laugh because I want to be really angry at her. Yeah, I yeah. said, you hypocrite. But I'm laughing because it's just ridiculous. Yeah, and guess yeah. what happened? What? Everybody passed not to have Robert's Rules of Order because I guess they also think that the rest of the Republicans are too dumb to learn Robert's Rule of Order. And I, I left so upset at that meeting and then I thought about it. You know what? This is funny. Mm-hmm. If you can't laugh at the stupidity of stuff, hey, you ain't got the love of Jesus Christ in your heart. That's yeah. where I'm at. But it's just funny. Jason, you got to say something? Point of order. <laughs> Point of order. No, no, no. Call the, call the question. Call the question. <laughs> Point of order. Well, I was at call that the question. Wow. I have a point of order. She hasn't followed Robert's rules this whole show. And now she's going to start. Come on. Hey, hey, point of order. Call the question. <laughs> Madam you Chair, can't laugh at it. Can we say, table this discussion? I do want to say something real quick. <laughs> yeah, go, go ahead, Audrey. Go ahead. <laughs> so I was at that meeting as well, and um, the the thing about it was there was two things: just strictly use Robert's rule of order, or have the like more, I guess, watered down version where the chair would you know, conduct the meeting with a simplified version of it, or they could also re, re, go back to Robert Rules. So you had more of a, a choice based on, I guess, who was going to be at the meeting. I have no idea. I, I'm used to Robert Rules because that's what we used when we, I was the PTA president for our elementary school. So um, I don't know what the, the whole thing was, but I think a lot of times, you know, people just want to make things a lot more simplified to make people feel like they're part of something instead of it, you know, if you have people that don't understand Robert rules and they come to a meeting and they feel like out of the, the, you know, they don't feel like they're part of it because they need to understand those rules to, to participate. But this is what's so funny. I, is I, that I the chair, both sides. But this is funny. The chair can decide what's fair and accessible. 
So even though the f- chair right. is, is fair and accessible, I still don't know what the rules are because the man doesn't follow any order in the rules because he's led by his feelings. So we're, we're getting totally off track. Mm. I just wanted to laugh at the point that uh, if we can't laugh at hypocrisy, I mean, that was t- I'm sitting there trying not to laugh. It was yeah. hilarious. Well, if you guys will just make let me make one point with Audrey and it, it, it will specifically hit home with Audrey. OK, and that is. This process is not easy, okay? They tell us it's complicated. It's not complicated. It's simple, but it's not easy, right? And you know this. We have a culture that says make it easy because if you don't make it easy, then you're not inclusive. And it goes back to voting, right? You and I couldn't agree more on the rules that should be in place around each and every one of our vote. What I have learned and what I am arguing more and more now, and I think you are too, Audrey, is voting shouldn't be easy. This is something that is significant and important. Yeah. And and the one way that I think you and I would agree that we would want to make it easier on people is we would make it a national holiday. Yep. Other than that. One day. Absolutely. One day. I don't. Voter ID. One day. And so I'm going to. Paper ballots. Paper ballots. I'm going to. Hand counts. Come on. Hand counts. Come on. Everybody knows. (laughs) That's my hashtag. Paper ballots. Hand counts. Um, But seriously, um, back to Robert's rules. As much as I might despise Robert's Rules because I am a casual New Mexican, right? I mean, we're New Mexicans. Robert's Rules? Come on. That sounds white. Um, <laughs> I think he was Robert. White. Robert sounds We're, like a white hey, name. My first Roberto. name is Robert. Roberto. My first name Roberto. is Robert. Yes. My first name is Robert, is so I know how white happening. it is. Okay, I think it means man. Um, but anyway, uh, or Charles means man. But regardless. I think one of the things that you and I did and so many other people, the, the three people sitting in this room with me have all done is we've all learned a, a great deal. Now, are we parliamentarians ourselves? Nope. No, we're not. But we understand Robert's rules of order and we genuinely understand why they're in place. And if we don't hold the line on some of these things because we want inclusivity and we want, you know, easier access. Think about what it did to my party and what it did to your party by laxing the rules. We ended up with Karen Bedoni as our, uh, as our nominee, and it really upset a lot of libertarians. Me, I wasn't one of the libertarians that upset. She did everything legally. She she got our ballot access by playing by the rules. And so, you know, as much as I might disagree with Karen p- policy-wise, um, she did everything, in my opinion, uh, legally. So I think that we need to help people understand that the rules are in place for a reason, whether it's at the border or whether it's right. the Constitution. We have these rules that we agreed upon. And if we don't hold people accountable to these rules, what we've got is what we have today. Madness, chaos. Yeah. You know. Division. Totally. And what's important about rules is people don't seem to understand is rules don't care about your feelings. Rules should be objective and not subjective. And to allow a chair or a president to decide what is fair to me, leads to more corruption, period. Yeah. And yeah. I would hope that any conservative would understand that. Really, 
because fair. How is that representative? Bingo. And I even told everybody, you know what? Who's going to say what is fair? So I went, boo, to everybody in the audience. And I said, Stella got offended. And Jason didn't. Now, what is fair? What is a personal attack there? Having no set order of objectionable rules to be applied to everybody opens the door to more corruption, totally period. And if we can't see that as conservatives mm-hmm. by now in 2023 and we're still allowing it, I'm play, sorry, we haven't learned nothing. And so maybe an, we can't learn Robert's rules of order. <laughs> yeah, Play an NFL game with no rules. <laughs> That would be a right? thing. That would be fun. <laughs> the, the, the common thing about the whole thing with Robert rules is the rules are already in place. You know, they're specific. When you open the door to, you know, you know, other rules that, that you can do when you want or see fit, then you then you make it where pretty much anything's open to to any kind of scrutiny. Well, that, so you know, this is what we've seen. That gets open. This is what we've seen, Audrey, over the past few years is we have rules in place, <laughs> but this is what happens when you ignore the rules. Correct. And, you, and, and you don't <laughs> yeah. and you don't use proper procedure to come up with new rules. Well, you, you just you, come you, up with them out of, you out use of thin air. Rule of gavel. Yeah. Didn't Steve Pierce use the rule of gavel earlier this year? And we're like, where's that? Yeah. The yeah. rule of the gavel to do yeah, a meeting? Yeah, I'm not. Right? I'm you not know? a fan of that. And, and so we were trying to, the Rules Committee of Sandoval County was trying to put some parliamentary authority into our meetings so that one person could not be a dictator because that's that's what has mm-hmm. been happening, right? Yeah. And so they wanted to do that. So this same lady goes up there, the one who said we were too dumb to learn um, Robert's Rules of Order. She says, uh, in one voice, she's saying, we need to listen to our leaders. They know what they're doing. And then... <laughs> Then the next oh minute, my God! I've heard that one before. So, so then that's the like, next minute, our rules committee—that's <laughs> that's how you end up with a supreme leader right, that just right, tells everybody right. everything. And let me yes. tell you, that's pervasive in our yeah. party and they're right representatives, now. not leaders. Right. So then, so then the same lady is saying, "Oh yeah, you know, we we need to listen to our leaders. Refuse to listen to our rules committee in Sandoval County because it was the rules committee that proposed this rule change. So it's <laughs> what what do they say? Rules for thee, but not for me. Yeah. It's just yeah. It's just hilarious, and I'm sitting there laughing. But it's not something to laugh about because people leave the party over this stuff. But we're not going to go there today, right? We're not going to go to the word no, laughing we're... at the at the absurdity of <laughs> no. some of these people. Oh, because I could get in some dark stuff, right? and we're, we're not, not going to do that there. today. Uh, there'll be plenty of time for dark <laughs> stuff when I come back after the first. Should of the I year. tell a joke? Yes. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> That'd be a great. It's a great time for a joke. Go for it. Moses is coming down from the hill. He's got the tablets in his hands. And he says to the people, people, I have good news and I have bad news. Moses, what's the good news? And he says, the good news is he had 20 command. God had 20 <laughs> commandments. I talked him down to 10. <laughs> they said, Moses, what's the bad news? He said, adultery is still one of them. <laughs> oh, I never heard of that one. <laughs> the- I realized, I told you guys earlier, I was, you know, when the joke telling portion of the show was going on, I I felt bad because I don't know any clean jokes, but I know three clean jokes (laughs) and they're all religious, ironically. And so uh, if you need any more, please feel free to let me know. But I've got two more religious jokes that are funny and I think people really appreciate them. If you appreciated that last one. Hit us with another one. Go for it. Representative from Tyson Chicken is approaching the Pope, and he says, Pope, we at Tyson Chicken are prepared to offer you $10 million to change the Lord's Prayer from give us our daily bread to give us our daily chicken. 
<laughs> the Pope says, I'm sorry, my son, we can't do this. Guy comes back a week later and he says, Pope, we at Tyson Chicken are prepared to offer you $100 million to change the Lord's Prayer from give us our daily bread to give us our daily chicken. The Pope says, I'm sorry, my son, I can't do that. Comes back a week later and he says, Pope, last and final offer, we at Tyson Chicken are prepared to offer you $1 billion to change the Lord's Prayer from give us our daily bread to give us our daily chicken. And the Pope's back at the Vatican talking to the bishops and the cardinals and he says, I have some good news and I have some bad news. <laughs> and they're like, what is it, Pope? And he says, the good news is we have $1 billion. <laughs> and they're like, oh my gosh, what's the bad news? And he looks at them all and he says, we've lost the wonder account. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. I got one. I got one. Ready? Okay, go for it. Why? What did Adam say on the day before Christmas? What? Any guesses? Um, what did Adam say on the day before Christmas? It's Christmas, Eve. <laughs> okay, we didn't ever guess. Oh. That. <laughs> that one's right up there with my wife's latest joke, which is. Why couldn't the uh, handkerchief, or I'm sorry, why couldn't the tissue cross the road? Why? It got stuck in a crack. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, you mean like toilet uh, tissue? Or never mind. I'm thinking Kleenex. I think it's Christmas instead of giving gifts, everyone's giving their opinions. Oh my gosh, that is too funny. Did you hear that one? What no. what is it? Go ahead. I said instead of giving gifts this Christmas, everyone can give their opinions. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I'm just going to share this with you guys. Have you guys ever heard that uh, yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, today is a gift, that's why they call it the present? Yes. Oh, I haven't heard that one oh, before. Oh, yeah. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, I was thinking about, I I mentioned earlier how I'm starting to get some haters now, mm-hmm. uh, which which is great. I've passed a milestone in my in my radio career, I believe. Really? I've, I've, I've got, got lots ha- of haters. <laughs> i got haters now. Stella, <laughs> do you haters, have haters? Uh, so, you've so, made it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have arrived. And so <laughs> I, I feel like when I've really, really arrived, I'll get a death threat. And then I'll print it out, frame it, put it on the wall. Hey, and you know what I say to that, right? What? 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 Come on, let's just generate some some fake. <laughs> oh, oh. Some fake, <laughs> some fake death threats. You're slow. <laughs> We're opposed to Jesse Smollett in it up in this house. <laughs> are, are, do you want me to do that for you? Yeah, go for and it. And then do it anonymously or something? Yes, yes. Oh, okay. Well, well or you could, it... do, you could do like some of these other people are doing. They're making up fake profiles. Right. And they make up a fake profile, which is obviously fake because it has no posts on it, and they have no friends. Yeah. And they have no, no personal information on there at all. So they make up a fake profile so that they can send me some hate mail. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what they do. So I just want everybody to know we, we're just making fun of the system at play because, you know, the media makes up stories and, and they make up things to generate more uh, viewership or whatever. So uh, we're just playing along the line yes. with that. That's what we're doing. Don't yeah. really take us seriously, you guys, right? We decided this was just going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Stella, nobody takes me seriously. So I, I don't really have much to worry about on this one. That's true. 
And if you are taking me seriously, I, I would encourage you to call Dr. Phil. I've got his <laughs> phone number for you. Um, please let me know if you're taking me seriously at all. Uh, Especially today. Yeah, not a good idea. You might want to readjust your medication. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually, uh, it, it, I came across this one thing on, on Facebook, and it was basically um, Christmas songs that they, you change the words. And they're kind of hilarious. I, want me to read a couple? Yeah, of, yeah, go for it. Just, <clears throat> okay, so, dashing through the mall for a last Christmas gift, then I slip and fall, and OMG, I let one rip. <laughs> I turned all hot and red. I should have stayed in bed. I drive myself back home and decide to drink instead. Oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree, such a time of stress. How I wish to skip it this year and just stay home and rest. That was one of them. And then there was, uh, let's see. I like the New Mexico 12 Parts Days of Christmas. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was cute. I haven't found that one. But anyway, that was one of them. I thought that was cute. Cool. Let's see. Yeah, that that was pretty much the rest are kind of too dirty. <laughs> see Audrey after the show. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That's, I that's for a later time. <laughs> Most of the content Audrey. in my head is entirely like, too dirty okay. for this show. <laughs> sorry. F to TMI, Audrey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we said fart. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I uh, I found some funny stories on uh, on the web. There was a ton of funny stories. Wasn't there? See, sixteen of the weirdest and craziest. Yes. Uh, I think it's like weirdest and craziest Christmas crimes. Christmas crimes. Are we already on that? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, oh. we can. Why? Did you have something else? I don't you... know. I'm trying to follow your plan here. And that... Oh, oh. I, we don't really have much of a plan today. <laughs> <laughs> we're just all over the place. <laughs> just all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Green, you did say you were born here, correct? <laughs> What's going on over there? Right. Who follows plans here, right? That, that army That army must have screwed you up. <laughs> uh, his name is Pilo Rios, my husband. <laughs> Land okay, no of plan. Manana. There you go. Come am, on back. I am Come so, on back, girl. I am so not like that. We don't follow a plan. That's for damn sure. That's why those Republicans up in Sandoval, they're like, what are you talking about rules? We well, don't need no stinking well, rules. You know, Rebecca texted me last night. Becca texted me last night. She goes, do you have your notes for today? And I'm like, I thought we decided we weren't doing notes. I'm not doing notes today. Yeah, so, so now you're asking me about a plan. And it's like, we just talked about this last night. But and you, you told me that we don't have a plan. But you said you sent me one. So I'm trying to well, go by your plan. Well, I, I wasn't yeah. going to make notes for today. Well, you know, I'm, I'm used to I'm used to on my normal show where I'm like all serious and stuff like that. And I'm trying to get all fire, people all fired up and mad. I, you know, I, so I you're spend, trying to let go and... And, and let I, live and just flow, and I'm I, trying to stick by your plan. How woman, dumb I, are we? This woman now is a you pilot, have... okay? She doesn't think she's going to crash, but she has a parachute. <laughs> and, and I'm the one that talked her into doing this show today like this, and I'm trying to stick to your plan, not even doing what I said right, we right. should do in the first place. The plan was free-balling. <laughs> Something like that, I guess. But she, me- but, but she messed it up because she sent us notes. So now I'm kind of having, okay, do I do notes or should I just free ball it? <laughs> well, I always have some kind of plan. 
you know. It's like, if you can't laugh at yourself, you know. I right? I, I know. I oh, know. So funny. I know. So you know today. So what, so what I, do you want to talk about today? I did something different. So I didn't really do a lot of planning. Wasn't today. it nice? Yeah, it was. And we still have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk yeah. about. Because yeah. we're smart Republicans. We are. <laughs> Unlike that guy that said I was dumb, apparently. So no, it was a lady. Huh? It was a lady. No, there was a guy that said said Who? that on there. He, oh. His profile. Okay. Oh, you're a stalker. Yes, my stalker. Oh. Okay. He claims that he has he has he's good friends with brainy women. It might be one of the sixteen friends he has on Facebook. <laughs> I'm not really sure. <laughs> that's, that's like, but but anyway. Uh, so and he says, and you're not one of them. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, one. I'm not your friend. <laughs> I'm not your friend. I, a matter of fact, you haven't even ra- rose to the level of acquaintance. <laughs> Just somewhere below there. Okay, what are you going to do with criminal stories? <laughs> yeah. So, this is good. Okay, this criminal apparently decided to rip off the Boy Scouts, which that's just awful. Christmas tree snatching from the Boy Scouts. It says here, two UMass students went full-on Zoomass and tried to get away with stealing a Christmas tree the Boy Scouts were selling to raise money for local troops. They were apparently put up to this by a dare from a third party. Their charges included larceny and a $250 fine. Is that really, really awful? Stealing a Christmas tree from the Boy Scouts on Christmas. But does it surprise I mean, you in twenty twenty three? That surprised me. This at least. isn't even from twenty three twenty three. This is from I think this is uh, I don't know, this doesn't have a date on it. Well if you say nineteen sixty, yeah, that would be a little oh, weird no, for no, nineteen sixty. No, I mean, it's fairly it's fairly <laughs> recent, you know. Yeah. 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 I don't know. You got anything else, Audrey? No, just listening in. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I guess you guys I'll, are funny. Thank you. Well, I, I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. I'm going to see if anybody else wants uh, to gosh, call Gosh, I'm in. so offended, Audrey. You're saying we're funny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm offended. How am I supposed Sorry, to take that? I'm not. How am I supposed to take that? Like it is. I know, right? <laughs> I'm not offended. My feelings are so hurt. <laughs> I think I am funny. <laughs> thank you, well, Audrey. you guys have a wonderful day. Merry Christmas to everybody. Sorry, God bless Christmas. you guys. Merry Christmas. Bye. Thanks, Audrey. Bye. All right, there you go. Hey, anybody else wants to call in? The lo- the lines are open, 505-444-5059. Stella looks like there, you want to. Oh, I've already got somebody already got else. One. I've already got somebody else. This is great. This is great. If Santa would please call in, we'd appreciate yeah, it. We would like to hear no, from Santa. No, I want to hear yeah. from Rudolph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so call her. <laughs> He's identifying you're, as an elf. <laughs> you're on the line with Becca and Stella. What's going on? Oh. Hi, my hey. name is Suzanne. Hey, Suzanne, how are you today? Good, good, how are you? Good, good. Are you having a great day? I'm having an okay day. Awesome. What's on your mind today? Yeah, I just wanted to, I know, going back to the rules, I just wanted to say, uh, then teach us. Teach us the rules. Hey, and teach you know us. who's good at teaching things is Kareem. I do. She's yes, awesome. I do know that. Yeah. Hi, sweetheart, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> Um, and then the other thing I wanted to tell you guys is my grandfather served in World War II. Uh, this is a side note. And um, we, my daughter and I, she's home from school, and we watched uh, Hackshaw Ridge. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's a good. Was, hey, Suzanne, we're coming up on the break. Yeah. Can I hold you through the break? And oh, we'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. So listen to some Christmas music in the meantime. Okay. We'll get back to you in a minute. Okay. So 
Hello, I'm Dr. Dan Lafferty. And I'm Dr. Stephanie Z from ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Putting off a trip to the dentist due to dental anxiety? Let us ease your fears. At ABQ Gentle Dentistry, we are gentle from your first phone call with the receptionist to the dental chair for treatment. We offer oral conscious sedation, IV sedation, and nitrous gas. We have the latest technology to handle all your dental needs right in our office. Same day crowns, 3D x-rays, 3D printing, digital intraoral photos, and laser technology. Let us transform your life by transforming your smile into a smile you can love. We also offer clear tray orthodontic therapy. You're part of the family here at ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Gentle is not just our name, it's how we treat our patients. We accept most insurance plans and also work with multiple lending companies to help make financing possible. Y hablamos español. We're located at 4550 Eubank Boulevard, Northeast, Suite 101. Give us a call at 505-292-8588 to begin your journey to an awesome smile. Or on the web at albuquerquegentledentist.com. I'd like to tell you about where I take my own car for general auto repairs. Gennaro's Auto, located at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast in Albuquerque, can take care of all your general auto repair needs with fast, friendly, honest service at the lowest price in town. Gennaro's can handle anything from tune-ups and electrical repairs to a total engine swap. Y también hablamos español. Give Gennaro a call at 804-8750 or just stop by their shop at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road, Northeast, call us at 505-292-2226. Do you need a trailer to haul something around? Check out my friends at JP Trailer Sales. They've been doing business in Albuquerque for seven years. Whether you're hauling cars, landscaping equipment, dirt, or your favorite off-road toys, JP Trailers has the perfect trailer at a great price to fit your needs. They have open trailers, enclosed trailers, and can even do special orders. You'll always receive great, friendly customer service, and no appointment is ever needed. Stop by their location at 7605 San Pedro Drive, Northeast in Albuquerque, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5 p.m. You can also call them at 505-469-1667 or 505-557-8164 or check them out on the web at flatbedtrailersusa.com. Would you like to move on from being a keyboard warrior to owning your own media? I'm Floyd Cisco with Spoken Words in New Mexico. I can take your event to the next level by providing cameras, microphones, video switchers, and other hardware to turn your event into a professional production. See what I've done for others and what I can do for you at rumble.com slash spoken words New Mexico. To get started, send me an email at spokenwords.nm at protonmail.com. Again, that's spokenwords.nm at protonmail.com. Are you a small business with unique skills that believes it can bring value to Sandia or our other national labs and would like to grow your national lab contract portfolio? Then listen up. Working with any of the national labs can be overwhelming. From the lengthy terms to the bureaucratic red tape, it can feel like these labs don't want to work with small businesses. Nothing could be further from the truth. They want and need exceptional small businesses to be part of their supply chain. I can help you. My name is Asa Bortz Johnson, owner of Sandia Consulting Group. I spent 10 years as a subcontract manager at Sandia Labs and can help you navigate the bureaucracy. 
My central objectives are to increase your firm's probability of winning a contract, minimize your administrative burden, shorten the time frame from proposal to purchase order, and maximize your firm's profit. Give me a call at 505-362-3499 or go to my website at sandiaconsultinggroup.com. Schedule your no-cost meet and greet to discuss how Sandia Consulting Group can support your mission. Did you realize that our skin is the largest organ of the body? How often do we pay attention to what it's telling us? Hi, I'm Tomei with Skin LLC, and we don't just cover up imperfections, we heal them. Our skin being the largest organ of the body tells a story. Beauty and skin alike are often overlooked because we get overwhelmed with so much daily input. You can learn your own skin and beauty story through the customized treatments we provide, personalized just for you. Let us give you the education, healing, rejuvenation, and restoration to support your journey. Call or text 505-918-4211, mention this ad for a free phone consultation, and visit our website at abqskinllc.com. That number again is 505-918-4211. Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella, our special Christmas day or Christmas edition with our guests, Kareen and Jason. If you want to call in and join the conversation, if you're watching us live, the number is 505-444-5059. And if you want to send us an email with feedback, we'd love to hear from you. That's Becca, B-E-C-C-A, at freedomspeaknm.com. And we still got Suzanne on the phone with us. Hey, Suzanne, how's it going? Still with us? Yes, I'm still here. Hey there. Are you enjoying the music today? Um, I didn't hear any music. You didn't hear the music? No. You don't hear okay. it right now? No, that I ha- no. I called you on my home phone. I'm one of the few with the home phone. Oh, you should still be able to hear it. It's coming through the board. That's interesting. Hmm. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, um, you. Sorry, that break caught you in the middle of a thought. That's okay. I was. I just wanted to share that I was at that meeting that um, Corinne brought up with the Robert Ju- Robert's rules of orders and all that. And my thing is, teach us then. Teach us the rules. Teach us, and we will will learn them. I mean, there's rules for everything. Um, I have a college student that came home from school, and she was telling me she's actually teaching at Colorado State this year, and she said these kids don't know. The three theirs. There's rules in, in, in grammar. 
You know, point. there's it's terrible. I before E, except we're raising a bunch, I mean, we're, we're raising an illiterate generation. I'm, well, I'm, my my point about the rules was is that there's rules in everything, and so if people don't know it, you you have to teach them. And so if people are willing to learn, then let's have a class. Let's do that. I mean, and and let people come. I mean, and let's I make fun of each other even... as we're calling out motions to one another. <laughs> Right, Suzanne? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it was insane. But, um, yeah. And then I wanted to tell you another thing. Um, I, I know it's it's kind of political about um, uh, I watched that movie, uh, Hackshaw Ridge, mm. which is not a Christmas movie by any means, uh, with my daughter. Yep. And... Uh, I was just reminded, and I love history, so I do watch a lot of the war stuff, and I had never heard of that movie, and I watched it because she liked the actor, whatever. Um, uh, it was a great movie and a reminder of why we need to uh, just thank our veterans and uh, thank God that we're here today. Absolutely. we got to thank our veterans, especially the ones that are out there in right, this, um, that, uh, right now, out there in other countries. Yeah. And Well, with that, yeah, and being on the Christmas theme. Yeah, it showed a different side of the war I'd never seen. Mm. So I was very um, grateful to watch it. And then, you know, my grandpa served in World War II. He, was, he worked for... Uh, the Italians undercover. He was, you know, because he was a interpreter. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, it just was a good reminder. And uh, anyway, I know it's not a Christmas thing, so sorry, but it's political. Yeah. Um, well, well, I, then, I, I don't um, think that's so much political, Suzanne. I think it's just humanity at its best. Right? Are you talking? Yeah. Right? It's. I mean, somebody going above and beyond, standing by his con. Yeah convictions and yes. serving with what God told him to do and yes. and how he was so convicted that he saved in his conviction he saved so many people and that is a true story Hacksaw Ridge is an yes. absolute true story and I think and we lose was, humanity yeah he made a promise to God yep yep that he wouldn't touch a rifle or any kind of gun yeah it was a great it was a great Story filled with hope, Sorry. correct? Yes, yeah. yes. Jason was yeah. going to say something. I cut him off. Sorry, sir. Oh, Jason, I'm ahead. sure you guys discussed this last year, but one of my favorite stories um, about Christmas time is about World War II. And, um, you know, about the, the yes, the, the bat, the, where they, on Christmas Eve, they all stop fighting and celebrate. Yes, we talked about that story last year. So apparently yes. the Pope mm-hmm. at the time, uh, Pope Benedict, had. Uh, suggested a a truce over christmas Mm -hmm. and it had been officially rejected but apparently the soldiers just decided on their own that they were going to create this truce and you know that is the power of god being inside of you and driving your decisions right because if you if you're listening to your commanders you're not doing you're not doing what God is is filling your heart to do, which is to sing to your enemies on that night. Don't ask me why. I don't know what possessed these guys other than God. I I could Mm. give no other explanation than they were all filled with a spirit that called them 
to be joyful and to be grateful and 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 to be human to to the people on the other side. Yep. And that's what we forget all too often when we get caught up when we get caught up in all of this is, you know, you can you can look at anybody you want and you can make all sorts of judgments in the world, but when it's all said and done, they're just as human as 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 you and if you can't be grateful and appreciative of that, then I weep for you. I genuinely, my heart yep. is broken for you because you don't, first of all, understand love because you don't have any. If you don't have any to give, you're not going to have any to get. So give whatever you have. And I will assure you that if you give love in the world, it will come back to you. It just maybe doesn't come back the way you think it's supposed to. But I think on that note, Jason, too, you know, we used to live by um, sticks and stones may break my bones. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's what I grew up on. I I love that rule because Mm -hmm. now, well... And we also used to live by do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And I think in this world of self, we have forgotten to love other people. In the political arena, we are so busy, and I'm not just talking about Democrats, I'm not talking about Republicans. We are so busy amassing power that we forget the humanity of it all. And those things that we grew up on, sticks and stones may bake my bones, do unto others as you would have them to do unto you. Do What can you do? Don't ask what your country can do for you. What can you do for your country? We, are, we have so lost sight of our morale and our moral compass and what this country's about that it fails to see the humanity. Let me give you a story. At this Republican meeting in Sandoval County, it was the governing body. And we'd had several... And my friend, Jan Parr, she said I could tell the story. Jan Parr is a governing member. She has helped the Republican Party in Sandoval County, opening up her home, walking for candidates, opening up her church to have meetings. She went to that meeting on December 14th, and they didn't allow her through the door. And you know what her offense was, everybody? She had her 100% disabled veteran husband with her. And she told uh, two people there, Abby Armstrong and Leticia Munoz, she told them that I couldn't get a caregiver for my husband. I am, Jan is his 100% full-time caregiver. And she even so much goes on to say, he won't even remember anything in the morning. And you know what those two ladies did? They did not allow her to go to the meeting. How did they stop her? They wouldn't let her go by. And Jan, not wanting to make a scene, left. And her husband is crying in the car. I'm sorry. He told Jan, I'm sorry that you can't go to your meeting. I'll sit in the car while you go to your three-hour meeting. Broke my heart. But we have lost sight of doing good for other people in this country. That's the sad part about our party and about our country today. It's all about the self. And believe me, I'm selfish too, right? Every single one of us is selfish. We fall short of the glory of God. But it has just gotten way. God is giving us over to our depravity, I think, in these last days. And so uh, I'm going to tell you my friend was devastated. That was just wrong. Anybody on any level could know that that common sense not to let her in was wrong. What, 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 what has happened to us? That's what's lacking is common sense. There is no such thing as common sense anymore. There's no logic either. No. Let me tell you a story. 
There was this, I don't know if you saw this on TikTok. Tick, tick, tick. Tick, Like the little UFO? TikTok. There was a story. Or the little breath mints. There was a story that came out. And there's this man, and he's talking about going and buying groceries. And he's checking out, and he's at the self checkout. We all gone to the self checkout. And so he's. The, the lady who's watching, right, they, they hover over you to make sure everything goes in a bag. And the lady comes over to him and, he, and she says, you shouldn't be wasting our bags. You shouldn't be double bagging your groceries. And the guy says, well, I double bag them because I don't want them to break. And she goes, well, you're doing it all wrong. You shouldn't be double bagging. So the guy says, okay, let me take out my gallon of milk and put it in a bag and my orange juice and put it into the bag. And then he asks the lady, he says, is this better? And she says, oh, that's way better. And he says, I'm still using two bags. What's the difference if I double bag them and put two things in two bags or put two things in two separate bags? <laughs> There's no logic. No. There is no logic. I'm very logic confused in- from that whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you go to the grocery store. Yes. You have orange juice and milk. Yes. And you double bag them. You use two bags. To put them both in to right? the so one you, double bag, yeah. Instead, so, you put one in each, one in a separate bag, each one in a separate bag. That's what the lady at and the... And she was, like, debating this with this guy. Yes. Don't, do you understand that now? Yes, yes, yeah. It's you like, see how... Really? You can, it's like, <laughs> this is all you have to think about? <laughs> is there but, nothing more important? No, 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 but the logic, her yeah. logic made yeah. no sense. To keep somebody out of a meeting because they have a disabled veteran with dementia, it's no. There's no common sense there. It it, it defiles logic understanding. What harm could he do? What what good harm could he do at the meeting? Well, they're so paranoid that a Democrat's going to go into a Republican meeting and spill all all our secrets. And I'll keep saying, "Okay, we haven't won anything. Why would a Democrat (laughs) get information?" You know, I I talked about I talked about something along these lines uh, on our I think I, on our late night show the other night. I was talking about how people nowadays they're so into their own head that they can't see anything around them. It's like a lot of people nowadays they're so wrapped up in in looking at their little screens and and all this other stuff that they're caught up in all of this and they just can't even think about the other person that's around them and they're maybe not even listening to what they're saying you know often this is something i i I often mention when you're talking to somebody that's say a liberal or a democrat or whatever like that and you can tell that they're not listening to you right they're already to the sound of their own voice they're they're already thinking about what they're going to say to you which may or may not have anything to do with what you're saying they don't care what you have to say and but a lot of people are like that nowadays. They're so caught up in their little bubble, they're not listening to other people. And I mentioned this the other night. I was talking about this, how over the years it became to, came to my attention that I seemed to have that kind of problem Absolutely. where I wasn't listening. Yeah. And so I worked really hard to become a better listener. And, I and think everybody w- needs to do that. And I think when you become a better listener, you're one, either going to com- be convinced or you're going to sound even more soundly in the convictions that God has placed on you. This thing with Israel, I mean, I can hear the other side and how Israel is the terrorist and how they've done this and they have they the I get it. But that doesn't change the fact that I support Israel. Right? Yeah. And so there comes a point where you hear and you hear and you hear and you have to for me, I have to just say I'm done debating that with you. I, I'm, you, you've shown me everything. You've shown me the same thing over and over again. I'm not going to change my stance. Yeah, I mean, 
I'm the same way. I support yeah. Israel, but at the same time, I think the 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 tra- the loss of human life is tragic, no matter who it is. Yep. You know, I, I don't like to see any of that. Correct. I support the Constitution. Yeah. It says that we shouldn't have entangling alliances. No. And I believe that. I agree, so. too, because it, it causes these kind of problems. Yeah. As much as as much as Israel might need support, um, I just honestly believe that that is a, a bunch of badasses and they can take care of themselves. I believe that we're supposed to take care of ourselves. I believe that the Palestinian people are supposed to take care of themselves. I, I just... I believe we, the president of our country should be worried about taking care of us, as in the, the people of the United States, and, and that should be the top priority for and, the president and, and, of the United States. And isn't it interesting, I didn't say financial support. Yeah. Right away, it goes to yeah. financial support. My hmm. son, 23 years old, asked me and his dad that, why should we support Israel? And I had to tell my son, well, it depends on what your definition of support is. Right. Right. Some people are, 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 are prone to want to give money to Israel. Uh, maybe, I, aside with Jason, we shouldn't be giving our tar, tra, tax-earned money to Israel, but there's other political See, I believe it's unconstitutional. Oh, yes, absolutely. I mentioned that. Amen. But, yeah. but what about yeah. praying for Israel? What, yeah, absolutely. What about giving to individual people if you're led to do that? So the, the term support needs to be defined. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I said support, I didn't necessarily mean financial because I don't do that. Yeah. But I pray and, and I understand the position and I understand militarily. They are our ally in the Middle East. Now, does that warrant us giving money? That's a whole different debate, but maybe we shouldn't go there today. I don't think we need to give them money. I think we can just sell them what they need. They're our ally. What's wrong with just selling them what they need? Right. We've got warmongers that, that, you know, like all these big corporations that really want war so that their business can boom. Right. Right. I mean, you're, you're, you've been seeing in these debates how, how Vivek Ramaswamy, which I just, I just love that Don't guy. Don't you love him? I, I do love because he calls these people yes. out and exposes them. And it's like, you know, like Nikki Haley calls her out. And he's done it in two different debates. Yeah. And she's just got this like look on her face like, oh, my God, he's, you know, he's exposing me. And, and but that's what needs to happen. Yes. You know, we need to know the truth. Whatever the truth is, we need to know what it is. And it's our job to find the truth. It is. That's what I here's, always try to do on my yep. on my show normally. I here's, try to yep. find the truth. Here's and another. people get mad at me for it. Sometimes the truth is inconvenient. Sometimes it's something you don't want to hear. Sometimes it makes me seem like, you know, oh, well, you're not a Republican. It's like, no, I just believe in the truth. And, yes, I am a Republican, and I, and I have voted Republican for years now because there is no other viable alternative so far. But, yes, I, I believe in the truth. And if the truth is, is not favorable for the Republicans, well, then they need need to do a better job agree here's yeah a, yeah here's a truth bomb for everybody getting back to race and and diversity um harvard did a study 30 years ago now i think it's 30 years old now um it's at least 25 years old it's called project implicit i highly encourage every single individual on the planet to take the test it's called take the test and what they're going to show you is they're going to show you your implicit bias and guess what they found out that every single person that takes this test has implicit bias. Yep. Yeah. So if we can start from from the spot of we all have our own little idiosyncrasies, we've all got our own little prejudices and biases. There you go, prejudices. But 
if you can overcome those things and you can, you know, be part of a, a, a of a community like ours, then and, and New Mexico was a community that could show literally the rest of the country the way. Maybe we weren't first in education. Maybe we weren't first in economic development. Maybe we weren't first in some of those categories, but in diversity and, you know, just I didn't realize how nice people in New Mexico are. I used to think that we were so awful and so Mm -hmm. awful to each other. And then I traveled the rest of the United States and I realized that we in New Mexico welcome you when you come to our state. We want you here. We want you to enjoy our communities. We're not a bunch of bigots that say, oh, you're what color? You can't come here. You know, there are going to be people in our community that, that have some of those afflictions. But most of us are like the people in this room. We're partiers, we're smart, we're critical thinkers. This is who New Mexicans are. This is who I think Cajuns are too, Louisiana mm-hmm. people. And I I have been fighting politically for the last 10 years to just make New Mexico New Mexico again. I left these parties because I'm a New Mexican first. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not even a Libertarian anymore because they were all trying to overshadow my New Mexican Uh, And I said, no, that's more important to me. I don't even know what color everybody is, you know, politically. I don't care. You know, do you want to be New Mexican? Do you want Luminatias out? Or are you going to let things keep going to the point where they say Luminatias are, you know, causing climate, you know, whatever. Um, oh, now the luminarias are causing oh climate change. You guys Why did you think, say that? If you guys don't think that that's going to happen, you don't you're, understand. You're destroying the world with your luminarias. That's right. It's a fire hazard. You evil and New Mexicans. You know, right? And our cows and oh everything else. And my point is, is that New Mexico has a long tradition of flipping off government. Okay, that's who we are as people from the beginning. Look at who we are. Look at how hard it was for us to become a state. I mean, the the United States of America really thought about New Mexico for a long time. They're like, do we really want to mess with this? Um, We we had, you know, all sorts of different characters come throughout our state's history that were giving the, the government, the state government, the federal government, the bird. Constantly. And that's how, uh, in, in my opinion, that's how we were raised in New Mexico. We weren't raised to necessarily all go show up at the Capitol, you know, uh, and, and surround it armed. But we grew up with the Milagro Beanfield War as something that we all kind of believe that's who we are. You know, whether the story's true or not is insignificant. It is who we are as people. And that that's my biggest push, whether it's your party, the, the my former party. The, the the Democrat Party who doesn't want to work with anybody but themselves, I don't think any of that represents New Mexico. We, we have always been a people that somehow or another figured out how to get our poop together to make sure that the, the, the least fortunate among us were somehow being taken care of. And we don't do that anymore. And yeah. that hurts me more than anything when I when I hear all of this political divisiveness and yada 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 more than anything what bums me out is somehow these political parties have convinced people in their parties that their party is more important than being New Mexican or more important than being American and I say no. Well, you yeah. know Jason a lot of this has, over the past few years, this whole culture has been destroyed over the past few years. And it's not just New Mexico. It's the entire country. A lot of people have 
uh, this cultural uh, culture of nastiness has been normalized, and uh, and it just never went away. It stuck around. And a lot of people still act like that. I, They're a lot canceling of pe- New Mexico, you guys. If yeah. you don't see it, yeah. I don't know what to tell you, but we are politically incorrect. That obelisk that they ripped down in Santa Fe, I don't care what your beliefs are. It was 400 years of our history. Yep. And it, uh, there's history that we don't like. Don Juan Onyate may be somebody in history that you don't like, but he is a historical figure. Recognize his history. It doesn't matter whether you like the dude or not. Well, whatever, whatever he did, whether it was good or bad, it, it's part of history, and it's part of how we ended up where we are. And without that, who knows where we would have ended up? Maybe in a much worse place. I don't know. Well, and who knows what they can convince you to believe. If yep. they can wipe and erase, erase it, yeah. historical figures and mm-hmm. history itself, they can rewrite everything. Yeah. Hey, uh, Suzanne, you got anything else for us? Uh, no. Uh, and I was going to tell you our Christmas tradition at our house. Okay, go for it. Um, when the kids were little, you know, I didn't give them a lot of sweets and everything. So on Christmas Eve, I would go to a cupcake place and get cupcakes, and we'd put candles and sing happy birthday to Jesus. And uh, that was our tradition. Um And the other tradition we did was also because they never got a lot of, like, I call them junk cereal. They were only allowed Mm. to have Cheerios. I used to love junk cereal when I was a kid. Cocoa Puffs is my favorite. (laughs) So, So one of the traditions always was they got Lucky Charms for Christmas. And um, one year, my daughter, she's 23 now, she came home from school one year from college and and I thought, well, sh- you know, she's 21. Surely she doesn't want the lucky charm. <laughs> That's like a I surprise. <laughs> so I forgot them. I didn't get them. And I got in so much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> now the problem is, do you, do you have milk for those lucky charms? <laughs> well, oh, that's funny you say that, Corinne, because last night she said, are you going to get whole milk for me for my lucky charms? And I'm like, I'll put it on the list. Let's all go out and get Lucky Charms. (laughs) There we go. Well, you know, the cool thing about being a kid is you can eat all kinds of junk and it it doesn't really make you fat or anything. When we we get older, it's like, oh, I would really like to eat those Lucky Charms, but it's like, oh, what are those? But it's all that junk that made us diabetics when we're older. (laughs) Maybe so. (laughs) Did you guys want a donut? Wait, do you got milk? (laughs) (laughs) Not soy, not 2%. It's got to be whole. (laughs) Jason brought in these really fancy gourmet cookies, Uh, and there was one in there that was a chocolate chip cookie. And I had, that's a huge cookie. cookie? I I got half of it. And it's not quite as good as my mom's, but it was pretty darn good. Was it pretty darn good? Pretty darn good. Yeah, you should try it. I left half of it in there for you. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Now, I'll wait till you bring me your mom's your mom's cookie from maybe, when you get back. Yeah, maybe I'll have to bring some back. And there you I'll, go. And I'll share them with you. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, thanks for that story, Suzanne. Yeah, no, you're welcome. Those traditions with kids really, like, you know, they hold on to them, even at 20. Yeah, we have, we have Traditions tra- are important. Yeah, we have a tradition in my family um, that actually came from my husband's side, and you stay up till midnight. Yeah. I didn't stay up till midnight. I woke up at the crack of dawn, right? So we've taken on that tradition in my house, and yeah. so... Every year, poor Corrine is having to stay up until midnight. Well, I finally figured out. 
I, I go to bed early, in case y'all didn't know. So I finally figured out that if I take a nap during our family movie time, I'll be up at midnight. <laughs> I don't need to wait and go. stay awake until midnight. <laughs> so now my children are doing that too. My grown children who have children, they, they stay up and well, except for the little ones, you know, the, the in the months old. But that's what they do. Traditions carry on because it reminds them of when they were growing up. I have a 38-year-old son and, and, and he married a white lady and she didn't know how to make tamales. So every year my son calls me and it's kind of tradition now. He calls me when he's in the grocery store. Okay, mom, what do I need for tamales? <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I look forward to my 38-year-old son calling yeah, me on yeah. how to remember to make tamales. Nice. And that just warms my heart because I know my grandbabies are going to know how to make tamales because my son is doing it. I love that. I well, don't want to be rude. Well, hold on. We're coming up on a break. Suzanne, I'm going to let you go then unless you got something okay, else to share with us. you guys have a wonderful Christmas. Thank Bye. you. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. I just had a quick question. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Go for it, Jason. Why don't we have any tamales in here? <laughs> well, you were the one about tamales. You were for the one bringing hours. the refreshments. That's your fault. <laughs> you were the refreshment committee. <laughs> <laughs> the white guy brought donuts. That's, Come on, people. Here you go. I can't even think of others. What kind of a person am I? <laughs> Okay, everybody, you're listening to a Christmas edition of Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. Don't go anywhere. Hour three is coming up next.